1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show, Travel Edition, on the road once again to do some work out of Las Vegas, but the NBA playoffs are here, kind of. Keith Smith, is, does the play-in tournament count as as playoffs, or no?
2: No, I don't think so. I, I have conditioned my brain to think of this as the postseason, mm-hmm. and then there's the playoffs. So there <laughs> the dog is making an appearance in the background there. Uh he's 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 full of energy today. That's that's Tatum in case anybody was wondering where the pup is at in life. Um he's fired up for the postseason. But yeah, no, I think the play in is the postseason and then the playoffs are the um yeah, you know, the real deal. So in the NBA, I think it agrees because they don't count these stats as a uh, postseason or anything like that.
1: Okay. So. Well, that, that makes sense then. Uh, the play-in yeah. tournament does begin, to, well, tonight as we're tonight, re- yeah. as we're recording this, which is exciting. Yeah. I mean, it gives you that kind of, it's not March Madness, but it gives you that, that sort of importance <laughs> yeah. on a single game, which frankly, I mean, we've this discussion has been going on for a long time, but the NBA maybe has too many games in the season, minimizes the importance of each individual game. It's kind of cool seeing the play in games where everything's on the line in that one game. Well, at least for the teams that are in yep. the, uh, the nine, 10 matchup.
2: Yeah. I think always too, these are fun times because now you dial in and focus on one game at a time, right? There, there's a lot of times in the playoffs, there's just one game happening. There's not, you know, seven, eight games being played at once. It takes a little bit to get used to that not flipping around league pass, and everybody who follows me on Twitter knows I fell in love with the game mix channel on DirecTV that would show anywhere from four to eight games at once. <laughs> but yeah, locking in on one game now—it's Net Nets Cavs uh, tonight, and then the uh, Clippers and Timberwolves after one game at a time. I'm super excited for for this, and and you're—I think the bigger thing that you said, which makes even more sense, is now the games have a lot of meaning yeah. right these games are now like really meaningful these ones semi right you lose you still get that second chance but uh you're there so but what we're going to do today we if you want to hear our thoughts on the play-in tournament as a whole, we covered that in our last episode. You can go back. I don't think anything has changed enough to make either one of us change our thoughts on the play-in tournament. So like any major star is out or anything. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go and we're going to cover a little bit of news related to playoffs and a couple other things. And then we're going to get into our uh, playoff series outlooks and get into you know, what those look like, including a couple predictions. We, we picked uh, one series from each conference conference today to break Mm -hmm. down and so let's get into it let's do a little bit of news first want to do the one non-playoff related couldn't be further from the playoff (laughs) related news story yeah
1: let's let's (laughs) let's jump to houston and let's talk about the houston rockets uh before we focus entirely on the playoffs they believe they have a trade market for john wall now they believe that and that's what they're going to put out there publicly because of course they do that's what even if there was no (laughs) no trade market for john wall and they were getting it was just crickets they were you know Longingly staring at the phone, hoping it would ring. Uh, it it wouldn't matter. They would still say, "Oh yeah, there's definitely a trade market. So if anybody wants him, you know, you you better hurry because we're getting so many calls again. Maybe that maybe there are some teams that are interested in shedding some salary and using that forty-seven million dollar expiring contract. Certainly a discussion we've been having over on Lakers Nation with uh with Russell Westbrook's uh, nearly identical contract. But in any event, that's what the what Houston is putting out that there's interest in John Wall's. Uh, Deal Interest in trading for John Wall. Will a deal actually get done? We'll see. We haven't seen him play basketball in a year. so
2: That's the challenge, right? We have no idea where he's at basketball-wise. Now, when he did play before, he was not John Wall, but he was also not awful. So hopefully, my hope is for John Wall's sake, he can get back to being a productive player. My guess is he's going to have to take a deal whatever happens here, because I don't think a contender is trading for him at $47 million. I think this probably ultimately ends up in some kind of salary dump mm-hmm. maneuvers, swap of salaries, whatever it may be, then followed by a buyout. But I hope then he catches on one of the contender and can be somebody that they kind of need to fill a, whether it's a starter or a high level backup point guard role. I think he could make a Derek Rose like transition in his career where, you move into that high-level six-man role where you're playing a lot and you're doing a lot of things. And I think that's probably where this is ultimately headed. Yes, Houston is absolutely right. Trading $47 million is a heck of a lot easier than trading $91 million. Mm-hmm. Uh Wall has already made it very clear he will pick up that option. Uh, I know Russell Westbrook kind of was like, ah, that's why they call it a player oh. option. He's not wrong. That, on, that whole interview it up was too. good, yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. yeah we don't, we're not going to
1: gonna go into that. That's a whole yeah. different rabbit hole to go down. No.
2: <laughs> and, and I'm sure you can find that content on our uh, sister. She That's lives right. over at Lakers. That's Nation. right. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, with Wall, yes, now it becomes easier because it's an expiring deal. There will be teams that are looking to move some stuff around, maybe set up for a big uh, summer 2023 or something like that. But it's, it's one of those things where I hope let's get this resolved. Let's get him free of this or to somewhere where he can actually play and maybe make an impact and try try to get his his uh career re-jump started. Challenge is gonna be at the start of next season, he'll be 32 um so you're starting to get, you know, a little bit there. But like I said, maybe a Derek Rose yeah. uh, type career transition comes for Jamal, maybe he he can can pull that off and become, you know, a, a really important part of good teams again. I, I know I personally that's that's what I'm rooting for and hoping to
1: see. I think that's a that's a good call. Um, let's jump over to I mean probably the well, there's three decent sized injury stories. I don't know which one of these is bigger, but yeah. let's start with let's start with Steph Curry and then we'll get to Luca. Uh, Steph Curry reportedly making progress. Um, but it's going to be a close call. And Keith, you and I were just talking before we came on the air here. Steve Kerr says he will only play him if he gets in a scrimmage first. So the clock is ticking. Warriors playing on Saturday. I mean, this, this is a big deal, right? I mean, Steph Curry, one of the best players yeah. in the NBA, you don't have him. I, I, I still believe he's going to play, but it, it doesn't, if you're a Warriors fan, it can't feel great having this kind of uncertainty hanging out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody wants to be, and we're going to talk about this, like you said, with Luca too. Nobody wants to be starting game one of the playoff series without knowing if your best player is mm-hmm. going to be available. That, that's, a, that's a challenge. My hope is that they said he's doing you know individual work, he's running, he's shooting, he's doing all those things. Um, we have seen Steph in the past basically come back and hit the ground running yeah. when he's missed time um he comes right back is kind of the guy he always is so my hope is yeah get that scrimmage in in the next couple of days and then he's ready to go uh game one that's 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 my hope we are that is one of the two series we're gonna break down here in a couple minutes as warriors nuggets we'll have a lot more on it then
1: uh luca don't you still dealing with that strained calf um again no, nothing confirmed, confirmed now by the
2: mavericks to be a strained calf but
1: they don't have to reveal much more than that in terms of is he playing, is exactly. he not? And, and and they're not going to because why would they? That's a competitive nope. disadvantage if they yep. if they reveal whether or not he's playing. Now they've got, I mean, that's the silver lining here is the Mavs can try to keep everything close to the best. Look at what the Clippers have done in the past with Kawhi Leonard and just not say whether or not he's mm-hmm. playing so it makes it harder to game plan for yep. them. Uh, but speaking from an NBA perspective, we're all hoping Luka obviously can, can play. He is absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh, would hate to see him have to, you know, suffer an injury on the last night and then miss the playoffs and that'd be the undoing of the Mavs season, potentially.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, he's out there again and and you're spot on with that. The Mavs are going to, I guarantee, when we get that injury report Friday night, he's going to be questionable. that's just gonna be how it is he's maybe if they're being super honest he'll be doubtful that but yeah i think he'll be marked as questionable and then then we'll see where it goes from there i wouldn't be surprised if it or i would rather be surprised if it's anything but that and then one more guy uh ben siren needed yeah (laughs) exactly we're still kind of hearing it um you know, maybe uh, Sham Sharani a doubling down on some reporting from earlier in the week of or I guess it was at the end of last week that Simmons feels really confident he'll be able to play in round one. Now, Sham said it's probably not games one or two. It's funny. He said in Boston, which means he's going with the uh, predetermined outcome that they're going to beat the Cavs uh, tonight in their play in, which I mean, they are the favorites mm-hmm. and they should win that game even without Simmons. But there is a thought process there of. That's probably too early as games one and two, but maybe, you know, game three or four. I I just continue to believe this is this is a guy who is very tough to fit in. I know people keep countering that and people keep getting very angry about that. But I think the thing is, you have to look at it as Philly spent basically five years figuring out how to make an offense featuring Ben Simmons as a big part of it. And for all the people who keep saying, just put him down in the dunker spot by the rim and have him hang out there. And where does Andre Drummond go? And Andre Drummond's been a huge part of this team. It's just going to be tough. That said, next season, with a time to incorporate a time to figure it out, time to get these guys together, I think that could be devastating. I just don't know that you can pull that off on the fly. But, hey, one more guy with a little bit of size in their rotation, considering that's basically Kevin Durant and then a whole bunch of guards as their next best players – it's not certainly not going to hurt anything, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not kind of putting this in a in a spot at all where I think, well, this swing's a series or anything like that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, look, Ben Simmons is a talented player, but the chemistry, the the fit, all of that is going to matter. Um, trying to just throw him into a playoff series isn't going to be easy, and it is kind of funny that Sean said, oh, yeah, when they get to the first round, they're just assuming that they beat the Cavs. <laughs> uh, but... To toss him in, especially saying, well, he's probably not going to play game one or game two. But maybe after that, like mid-series, you're just going to toss him into the mix. It's That's going to be tough uh, at best. And who knows? Maybe maybe it's the kind of thing where, let's say, and again, just not, not taking a shot at your Celtics or anything here, Keith. This is just, a, hypo- this is just oh, yeah. a hypothetical. But let's say you're the Nets and you get into a series with the Celtics and you're up 2-0. Let's say that happens. The Nets go up 2-0. Do you really have any pressure to put Ben Simmons Yo. in? Then then you probably Yo. say, Well, let's not mess with this, right? Let's not now if you're Yo. down 2-0, or if you're or if it's 1-1 or something, mm-hmm. and you feel like you need to change something, you need to change um the way the games are being played out, then maybe you've got incentive to go and put Ben Simmons in. So I think beyond just being healthy or not, I think the status of the series, if he does indeed be deemed healthy to play during a potential first round set, so whether it's Boston or whoever. I think what the way the series is going should absolutely matter to the Brooklyn Nets when they're deciding whether or not to actually put them on the floor.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think this becomes, we always see it, right? Somebody at some point, and I don't care whether it's, I mean, I guess I can't bring the NHL in cause I don't know anything about hockey except sometimes I know they change up the goalie if things are going <laughs> sideways, but in basketball or baseball, you either insert somebody into the lineup or you change mm-hmm. the lineup or whatever. We see it all the time in a seven-game series. If things aren't going well early, you you make an adjustment, you make that change, and maybe that's what the Nets are kind of looking at. And and, and I think, I, I don't know, I just think it's being, everyone is being really kind of coy about this, of like, hey, we just need to be, be kind of, Let's let's be careful here. We don't need to rush. It's let's you know let let this thing kind of go go the way it's supposed to go. Because if you think about it too, from the net standpoint,
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. By saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: This is a long-term thing for them. They did not trade for Ben Simmons to try to win the title this year. They traded these guys. They traded rather for Simmons. Well, I guess these guys, because Curry and Drummond, too to hopefully have them for the next few years at least to come and go forward so yeah so that's that's where that's at all
1: right uh want to jump to a playoff series let's get into it yeah let's Let's start uh let's start out east let's go with the raptors and the 76ers i'm excited for this one you know i mean on paper you look at it and you say Superstar math of the NBA, James Harden, Joel Embiid, the 76ers should roll. <laughs> yeah. Now, this Raptors team is feisty. They're long. Scotty Barnes is a potential Rookie of the Year candidate. You've got Pascal Siakam, uh, Fred Van Vliet. This Raptors team could be pretty darn good. Uh, I'm not counting them out in this series at all.
2: No, neither am I. I think I think they have a real shot. They actually went three and one mm-hmm. against Philly in the, the season series. Uh, played quite well in, in those teams, um there. So I I think that they they've got a real chance here. I th- think when we look at this Toronto team, I think there's been maybe. Maybe some level of Raptors fatigue. I think they, they mm-hmm. dropped out last year, but I think there's been some thought of like, yeah, we we know who these guys are and, and all this and that. But I think what gets missed within this team is Pascal Siakam took a leap yeah. this year. 22.8 points, 8.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.3 steals per game shot 49% from the field. Three point percentage was down a little bit, 34.4, but he also eliminated uh, some of the shots from, from out there. So, I mean, he really became kind of the modern era power forward and he kind of became their version of what, what good Julius Randall was mm-hmm. uh, for, for the, uh, for the Knicks, but a much better defensive uh, version of that. And then, yeah, you mentioned Scotty Barnes, the rookie came in outstanding rookie season. Uh, I, Probably rookie of the year. We'll see him yeah. or Evan Mobley, I think. Uh, Fred Van Vliet just do what Fred Van Vliet does play great defense, score the ball, make plays. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. had a career season, 18 points per game for him. OG and Anobi just keeps going up, up, up. And then their bench, well, you're not going to look at him and be like, oh man, there's this guy and this guy and this guy. They're just all kind of good. Uh, Pressure sechua, Thad Young, Kevin mm-hmm. Birch. They're probably the biggest spot where they're weak is with their backup ball handlers. Um, but they play a lot of no traditional point guard lineups. So put it in Barnes or Siakam's hands and say, "Hey, you run the show." So uh, the Raptors are—they're I think probably better than the average person thinks if they haven't watched them very much this year.
1: Correct, and especially if you're—and there's nothing. People use this as a derogatory term, but casual fans. Um, if you're more the type that's that is more of a casual fan and you're just, you know, jumping into certain games and you're just looking for the stars and things like that. And look, that's a big part of the NBA too, um, and the NBA's fan base. But if that's you and you haven't spent a lot of time watching the Raptors, look, this this team is really good. They really have a shot here. Um, yep. the 76ers, in terms of the betting line right now, they are a the 76ers are four and a half point favorite as of this moment, which is a pretty Solid favorite, fairly strong favorite for the 76ers. But again, uh, when I look at this, I think it's going to be tough to beat James Harden and Joel Embiid four times out of seven. I think it's going to be difficult um, to deal with those guys. I think how the game is officiated will will matter. We've seen James Harden have struggles in the past when playoff officiating kicks in compared to regular season. Now, the NBA did Mm -hmm. cut down on some of the shenanigans and stuff uh, this year, and that's been fantastic. We'll see what that translates to um, come playoff time because – Embiid and Harden are two of the higher free-throw attempt guys in the NBA. They're guys who can manufacture points just by, you know, finding ways to get to the free-throw. I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. Sure.
2: Yeah, but, no, I get you.
1: But they yeah. they find ways to get to the free-throw line. So I think that will matter in this series. But again, this is a, a Raptors team that is very tough. And uh, I think that, uh, that they can really be good. The other thing to keep an eye on from the Raptors side, Precious Achua. He's been, been shooting well from behind the arc. That could be a difference maker in terms of uh, their offensive production as well.
2: Yeah, it was funny. I was talking to someone in the league, and I yeah, you know, we we were talking about the various playoff series, and and we got to this one, and it was a lot of like, yeah, how are they going to defend Joel Embiid? Like, who's going to defend Joel Embiid? Do they go with a Kem Burch or something like that and bench a guy? And I said, you know, I I I don't think they will. I tend to think they're going to look at it as. How does Embiid defend Siakam? Mm-hmm. Or you know, who do you put him on even? Um, with that, did do, do you put him on like an OG Ananobi or Scotty Barnes and say, all right, just kind of float around the rim? And if those guys want to shoot threes, we're gonna let them shoot threes. Um, now Joel Embiid has done a good job on Pascal Siakam at points, but you're talking the last five minutes of game games, mm-hmm. you're not talking 40 minutes per game. Um Joel Embiid, without a doubt, the best player in this series. It's not even particularly close. Um, But the Raptors may have the next two or three best players in this series. And I know it sounds crazy when James Harden's on the other side. He's just been bad with Philly. He's shooting 40% from the field, 33% from three. Um, He is getting the line 8.9 times per game, 89% there. 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 1.2 steals. So it's not like he's been horrible but those shooting numbers are tough And the if there's a team that's set to defend him because the best way to defend him is you switch you put more size on him they've got all kinds of long bouncy you know uh big wingspan guys that they can throw at him throughout uh any matchup so that's gonna be tough they're gonna need Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris to be really good to win this Mm -hmm. series like they cannot have those games where the two of them combine to take 10 total shots and score 12 total points like you can't have that one of the two of them has to be there every single night and ideally the other two because it's that's how they're gonna they need to match toronto's depth of talent by their own guys stepping up Mm -hmm. a little bit and then let's just because we don't want to skip it Matisse Theibel is not going to be available Correct. for at least three games in this series. Well, Depending on how far two, it two, but, but definitely two that way. And I don't think it's a massive, massive loss because I think Danny Green can step sure. in and, and capably fill his shoes there. They I've said it before. Toronto doesn't necessarily have that major wing score that you would say, put Theibel on him. Let him do do what he does mm-hmm. best. Um, But what it does is it removes a guy. Then that means Shake Milton, maybe Furkan Korkmaz. They need to play more minutes and step up. That's what's going to be tough. I guess my single biggest thing, and this is this series and beyond for Philly, is they are a train wreck when Joel Embiid sits. And it's been that way for a while. And it looked like that was going to be okay when they had Andre Drummond there filling in um, behind him. Then that trade happened. I went Drummond, I went Curry. Um, we all focus on they missed Curry, they lost all that shooting. Missing drumming is huge for mm-hmm. them because when Embiid sits, they're just a mess. So can he go 40, 45 minutes and you can and not be a disaster in the, the anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes to. per game he's off the floor? You, you have to be able to. And is he going to be able to do that for two, three, four rounds if necessary for Philadelphia? That's what I worry about with Joel
1: Embiid. That is absolutely going to be something to watch uh, again right now. The 76ers, a decently strong favorite here. But Again, I'm, I am not counting the Raptors out of this thing. I think they could really make a push here. Uh, let's jump over to the the other series. Well,
2: well, hold on now. What's that? We're going to do our oh, you want Oh, you want to make a prediction? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make a all prediction. Right, Come right. on, man. All right. Um, people come here for that. That's true. And for no other reason so they can yell at us uh, that's later. That's true. Yes. You want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, first? I'll go. And
1: I'm going I'm going to vote with my gut and not what my what my head is telling me here because my head tells Uh-oh, me superstar math go. wins and the 76ers take this thing. I'm going to say Raptors and 6. Oh, right.
2: like I'm going them. spicy. I'm going I'm going 76ers and okay. 7. I, I think we get a seven game series out of this one. And I, and I do think the Sixers, I, I just think Cardin and Embiid are too good in, in the end. And I think the Raptors may be a year early. I, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're really good. But I think, uh, you know, it, this might be one year earlier than they expected to be at this mm-hmm. level. So I yeah, I all right. So we're both thinking a good line. I think series. you're
1: you're probably correct, and that is most likely what's going to happen. I'm just thinking with what would be the most fun would be the Raptors going after the seventy sixers sure. and being able to, to yeah. you know exploit them in certain ways and things like that. But now again Toronto go ahead
2: always loses game ones. That's true. Does that only count when they're at home? <laughs> like is that is that only when yeah. they're at home thing? I don't I don't know how that works. So you know Raptors fans weigh in. Let us know. Is that only when toronto's at home that they lose game ones, or is that always the right. thing? Because otherwise, bet Philly heavy <laughs> in game in one. game one to to because Toronto's history has not been great in game ones. But yeah, all right. All right, let's go. Let let's flip it. Let's go all the way to the other side of yep. the country. Golden State.
1: Down. All right. Uh, so going into this, the Warriors are a a five point favorite in terms of and I'm talking game one. Um, in terms sure. of winning that game, I should have mentioned that on the Raptors one, the uh, the 76ers were a four and a half point favorite for game one. The Warriors are a five point favorite here for game one. I mean, to me, this all this all hinges on Steph Curry, and is he if he's not healthy. Then I think the Nuggets are gonna win this. If Steph Curry is healthy, I think Golden State walks away. I mean, I know we can get we're gonna get further in depth into our analysis and everything, but is it really just that that simple? Whether or not Steph Curry plays determines the winner.
2: I think there's a real chance. I, I think it is if we had fully healthy Steph for game one and could could believe that was gonna be the way it was gonna go the rest of the way, I would pick Warriors in maybe even probably worries in like yeah. six. Like I don't want to disrespect the nuggets too much. If we're not going to have Steph, then I don't really know. I might lean towards the nuggets. I, I, you know, I think it's gonna be tough. I think we can fee can be very, very certain at this point. We're not going to see Jamal Murray or Michael Porter, uh, Neither has been officially fully ruled out yet, but I, uh, and we're not even hearing anything about maybe they might play now. So, um, so yeah, so it really comes down to, yeah, Steph in or out. But otherwise, these two teams, we, we kind of know what they are.
1: I just think if there's no Steph Curry, you don't have that that ballast to, to even things out against what Jokic is probably going to do yeah. against the Warriors. He's going to be fantastic. They're going to try to give him different looks and everything. But Jokic is incredible. I think he's the MVP again. So uh, he's going to be so difficult to, to handle that if you don't have those Steph Curry 30 points and, you know, 40 points or whatever, then when he just blows up sure. and he's shooting 35-footers and, and you can't stop him, you're going to need a couple of those performances to kind of even out what it, what's going to be a strong series from Jokic. Um, again, Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. being back, that's that would prevent me from saying, oh, they're going to win regardless. But I feel like if the Warriors sure. are down Curry, then this, um, this probably swings to, to Denver.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, if Curry can't play or if he can't go into like game three or four or something, yeah, that makes it much much harder on the the Warriors to pull this off. So think that so that's gonna be that's gonna be how I'm looking at it. I think if it's if Curry can play game one and he is Stephen Curry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my prediction maybe a minute or or that's so okay. earlier than we are going to. Let's do it. But I would go Curry kari can play from game one and he's staff i would go warriors and six if he can't play i'm gonna go if he can't play at all i'm gonna go nuggets and six if he returns mid-series warriors and seven i know i'm really kind of waffling there and you know giving different options on that but but it's i mean this guy's one of the best players in the world so it's I don't feel bad about that. I'm not like giving like, here's 25 silly qualifiers. I feel like those are very valid qualifiers to
1: give. It, it's not like, is Gary Payton the 2nd going to play or not play? You know what I mean? Which, yeah. and, I, and I love him, but yeah. it, that's not what sure. we're weighing here. You're weighing a one of the top, 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 top players in the NBA, the greatest shooter in NBA history. Like that's the entire series, I think, hinges upon Steph Curry. And I'm in a total agreement. That was what I was going to pick beforehand as well was, Warriors in six if Curry's healthy, Nuggets in six if he's not. And that's that's the way I see this breaking down. Um I think it's gonna be a fun series. It it's gonna be gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see Draymond on on Jokic and kind of what that yes. winds up looking 100%. like. Um
2: playoff, Draymond is like a completely yeah, different player. Exactly. An animal. And there's probably no better player in the league to defend. Jokic, then playoff trade Correct, like that. Like that guy is just like he will like lock onto him and and make life as difficult as he can on, on Jokic. And this is probably to a major major extent going to come down to what do the other guys do, mm-hmm. right? Because you you if you're Jokic, you need Aaron Gordon, Will Barton. Uh, somebody off the bench of their collection of bench guys needs to step up, and their main thing is they got to make shots because the Warriors are going to make Jokic give the ball up. Right. He's also very willing to give the ball up, so that's going to happen. And then on the Warriors side, I think I just trust in general their other guys more. I mean Andrew Wiggins, we can you know relitigate the whole All Star thing <laughs> right. another time. But he's had a pretty good year, sure. 47% from the field, 39% from three, 17 points per game. I think he slots in very nicely as fourth, fifth guy now with Klay Thompson back. Jordan Poole, after all the love we showered on him uh, earlier this year, came through for us with mm-hmm. a fantastic season. Yep. Uh, and Klay Thompson, I know there's been this whole like, yeah, Klay looks a little rough. Still dropped 20 points per game in the uh, 32 games he played, which is, that's, a good amount of games just, now.
1: The bar is just um, so high for under, him because we've seen yeah, such incredible play.
2: Three. yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I I think he's really starting to round back into being clay again. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I mean, playoff Draymond's going to be Draymond. Come on, Looney, one of the I, I think one of only five players to play all 82 games this season, which that's kind of remarkable when you consider where his career uh-huh. was headed with the hip stuff. Um, he's you know certainly quality. They're going to need somebody to step up off to be like Jonathan Kaminga um also let's see if Iguodala does have a you know another playoff run in him to to go but yeah i i, I just i I like the warriors other guys better than i like the nuggets mm-hmm. other guys assuming everybody's healthy yeah. and then i'll go with the warriors i also don't i don't always like picking a team to win a road game in game 6 right. um cuz i think it is tough but it's the Warriors. Like they're they're not gonna be phased by that. They they've been there, done mm-hmm. that. Like they, they've done this, you know, for so long. So that's that that so those are my my uh three versions of picks for this. <laughs> no, I
1: think I think that's fair given what's going on with, with Steph Curry and everything else that, that we're trying to weigh there. But um yep. in any event, I think it's gonna be a really interesting series. It's gonna be one that uh I'm gonna certain I mean we're gonna keep a close eye on all of these, but man, let's go. Playoff time, play-in games tonight. Yeah.
2: I'm excited. Well, that one's going to drag. Yes, drag. At least me here on the East Coast, I will not have a problem staying That's up right. until you know twelve, twelve thirty, midnight, or one in the morning, whatever it is, watching that game. I, you know, the, that can be a slog in mm-hmm. the regular season, forcing myself to stay up late some nights. In the playoffs, it will not be an issue. Especially, you never want to miss staff because nothing sucks worse than waking up the next day and went you went to bed early and you hear. Like you see a bunch of te- like a bunch of notifications from like you know Stein yeah. and Woj and Sean like Steph Curry scored sixty points right. tonight in the Warriors playoff and it's like and I went to bed because I was a little tired. <laughs> like, like that's you know that that just that that's just brutal but yeah I um I I will say too um for anybody wondering we'll get to the other Mm -hmm. series um we know we know two other series we'll know two more uh, a little bit later tonight after these plans so we will get to those in the next couple days and we'll we'll keep keep uh keep keep plugging along as we we uh, cover news and all that stuff and and all that and you know awards are coming down the line Mm -hmm. we're probably going to do that on the break day uh during the playing tournament we both got our uh awards uh sheets filled out and everything to go so Lots of stuff, but Trevor's got better stuff to do. He's he's, he's going to go to a front office studio at the
1: That's table. That's right. That's right. I got to go work on that. So so we'll go ahead and wrap things up there so I can get to work on it. But appreciate all of you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel, as well as over on the podcast side, too, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is. Love the reviews, guys. Thank yes. you so much.
2: Keep them coming. They're huge. They're very, very helpful for us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Truly appreciate those. Until next time, everybody. See ya.